It's Monday night. It's November 6th, 2023. Crazy to think we're already in the month of November 2023. is just flying by. Tonight is episode 350, no, 364, 64, I believe, of the Tanner J-Man Show. I'm Tanner Lee, co-host Josh the J-Man Mike. Appropriately is rocking his Illini gear tonight as tonight is the beginning of college basketball. So tonight is our Big Ten college basketball preview show. We'll also be talking about breaking news today for the Chicago Cubs. We'll be recapping college football week 10 and NFL week 9 and looking forward to college football week 11, NFL week 10. With all that said, thank you for watching on the IC Sports Network, on the IC Sports Network YouTube channel, X page, and the Tan and J Man Show Facebook page. And if you're listening to this on your favorite audio podcast platform, please give us that five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. That helps us out. I'm out of breath. J Man, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. That's pretty good there, T. I didn't try the hot takes topics, pick some more. Yeah. Even though I just know well, it there. That's... That that's become my new trademark is to screw that up now that I don't have eat, what was it? Get your veggies. Yes, it um, was. I no longer have that. So me screwing up hot takes, picks, topics, takes, and more. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new thing. Uh, classic. So, but uh, I got some college football birdie or bogey for you here too. Nice football one. Yeah, I saw this on game day a few weeks ago. Uh so you might have seen it, but I hope you forget. I don't know. Uh Kyle Whittingham is one of five active FBS head coaches with multiple Rose Bowl appearances. Can you name the other four coaches? One of five, you said active with multiple Rose Bowl appearances. Okay. Can you name the other four? Three for a par, four for a birdie. So Okay. uh, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House is upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703. Main Street, Rochester, Indiana. $2 whole smoked wings, $1 off domestic brewskis every Monday night. Over the weekend, they had butter chicken, which was spiced marinated tandoori-style chicken, slow-simmered in a creamy Indian-spiced buttercream sauce topped with a touch of serrano peppers, cilantro, and honey-roasted cashews served over coconut rice with grilled flatbread. So a little peek into their uh, weekend menu. Man, I'm starving. I haven't eaten. I'm just starving. That sounds good. I've already eaten, which is rare. Yeah. But uh, I wanted What'd to get out of the way. Just I I, I ordered a uh, cheap pizza. I'll just leave it at that. Not nothing not wrong a, with that. You know, not not like a. It was it, it was mod pizza. I'll, I'll I'll tell you that much. But uh, no no free ads. No free ads. <laughs> Quick, cheap, halfway decent. So nothing wrong with the nothing yes, wrong sir. with that at all. A, zaw, a good uh, Zaw is a good Zaw. You, you know what? Bad Zaw is pretty good Zaw, too. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's, so. true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, baseball, real quick here. Uh, World Series is over. Rangers won. So I got my book it right, even though I was trying to do a uh, yes. kind of book it curse. Reverse. But uh, it, it's, it's only good... five teams now that have never won it. Yeah. Um, Who's the I next got... one? Who's the next one out of those five? You got you got to think Tampa Bay is going to get one eventually. Yeah, uh, they, they're probably in the I best mean, position. Yeah, they uh, they keep chipping away at getting there anyway or getting to the playoffs. But uh, they did lose their general manager to the Marlins, who left to become the head of baseball ops uh, for the Christ Marlins. Thing. So that was a big deal. And 
the Rays arguably for years have had the best front office in baseball. So maybe we'll see uh, good things from the Marlins, but uh, lowest watch world series. I think we've ever seen, which was kind of predictable. So people are mm-hmm. kind of ripping um, said it was bad for baseball. I actually think the Rangers winning was good for baseball. Two years ago, lost a hundred games, spent 800 million in free agency and they won. So uh, I think that's a good, uh, good thing that it uh, gives teams incentive to go out and try to, um, get better and spend through free agency. Uh, speaking of spending the Chicago Cubs out of absolute nowhere, didn't see it coming, fired David Ross today and hired Craig council, gave him eight mil a year over five years, which is absurd for a manager. Um, it's very reminiscent to when the Cubs fired Rick Renneria and hired Joe Madden. Um, council is a massive upgrade over David Ross. I think we even kind of talked about this um, in the middle mm-hmm. of, season you kind of I was kind of on the fire David Ross bandwagon you asked who I wanted and I'm pretty sure that one of the guys I mentioned was Craig Council I know his name came up yeah um I've I've hated him for years because he was with the Brewers I always thought he was kind of whiny but uh he is one of the best in the business at working on the margins his uh Brewers teams have not been overly talented yet they have uh, had an over 500 record each of the last seven seasons. So he he does he's worked so well on the margins. His lineup construction, his bullpen manage, his starting rotation management. Um so much better than David Ross. And I felt like towards the end of the season, especially Ross really cost them some games. And uh, they probably would have made the playoffs had Craig Council been their manager last year. So uh this is hopefully a sign of things to come and it should be a sign of things to come this offseason. The Cubs will be very aggressive. Um it shows they're not messing around. And uh, I know Jed Probably feels like his seat is going to start getting warm. Uh, Jed Hoyer, the Cubs uh, president of baseball, so he had to go out and make a splash. Now I think we'll see them mentioned for some big-time free agents, uh, maybe a trade for Juan Soto, maybe be in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes and other Japanese players. Um, So good sign. Love the move. Came out of nowhere. Credit to the Cubs and Jed Hoyer keeping things close to their vest because no one saw it coming. I think Uh, Mets fans thought they might get him. Mets fans thought they were going to get him. Uh, he even uh, he interviewed with the Cleveland Guardians, and then, of course, the Brewers thought he was going to come back. But uh, Cubs waited until November 1st to reach out because his contract expired October 31st, and uh, they got it done quick, so credit them. Um, and uh, should be a pretty fun offseason for the Cubs. And now uh, the real season starts, as our good friend Andrew Eiler, who's – I think watched his uh, Cincinnati Reds team playing the playoffs three times in his life uh, says that the real offs or the real season starts the off season. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, it, I was so confused when that came across our group message because I'm like, wait a second. I thought David Ross was still the Cubs manager. And then I was like, oh, my God, they fired him. And then same thing with the Mets when they hired a guy today. I didn't know Buck got fired. So I just have been out of it, I guess. Yeah, Buck Buck retired or stepped away on his own. Oh, okay. Which his name's in the mix, I guess, for the Angels. I read today. Um, So I don't know. The Angels have some... they have some issues out there in uh, Anaheim. <laughs> so maybe Buck Showalter, who's, who's been known to turn some franchises around the Orioles, and then he did a pretty good job with the Mets. So. But, uh, yeah, it was a uh, shocking day because I, I saw it come across uh, my messages. I'm like, no, that's, that, that has to be fake. And then I went on Twitter, and it was all over. I, I could not believe it because it just it was such a surprise. So, uh, Sorry, I'm laughing, but I've seen on Twitter, uh, Purdue – just started against uh, Samford 
And Sanford last week on their Twitter has been hyping up that yeah. they're going to have their five, seven guard. They had them jump. Did, did, did they do that? Tonight. Yes. It is just the visuals. Absolutely. <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, that's, so. Hey, I mean, you, you know, you're going to get in there. You know, you're probably going to get killed. Why, why not have a little bit of fun while you're have at some it? fun with it? Yeah, yeah no, that is, look. that is gold. That is great. Yeah, that, that is Zach Eady won the tip. Won the tip. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say if if he, he did uh, get that out of bounds though, back to down oh, bounds. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I was gonna say if he didn't win that tip, it means he probably blew out his knee. He uh, Robbie hummeled it. So or the guy just straight up blow the belt punch <laughs> and knock him down, and he'd still probably be taller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty funny. Uh, that's, that's all I got baseball wise. So yep. I just well, big, big news that we didn't expect. We yeah. were just going to say cover the world series for like a minute and, uh, had to hit yeah. on that news. And, um, obviously we'll be giving updates as the off season progresses, but, uh, sure. usually things don't heat up until winter meetings, which are first week or so of, uh, December. So, uh, should sure. be, uh, should be kind of liked on the baseball talk here the next uh, few weeks. Yep. Gotta let my dog out of the room real quick. All right. Uh, as Tanner's doing that, I think I will educate you all uh, on this day. I'll wait till Tanner gets uh, seated. Uh, I am going to do on this day real quick. All right. Perfect. Out. On this day in 1869, the first U.S. college football game was played. Uh, players used their hands or their feet. Rutgers beat Princeton six to four. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I thought Rutgers was part of the first football game ever because they always say that on the Big Ten Network. So yeah, uh, eighteen sixty nine. So it obviously wasn't actual football back then. Um, of course, that it is today. But uh, on this day in eighteen eighty three, NYAC organizes first American cross country championship race. I'll tell you. Um, one sport that I would not be good at. I, I, I could probably compete in about anything. Cross country is not one that I would. Uh, I ran one year, uh, sixth grade. Uh, I was okay at it. I just didn't enjoy it. It takes a special person to enjoy running long distance. Yeah. You have to fight know. through a lot of stuff, cramps and needing to go yeah. to the bathroom. And it's not <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> Same time. On this yeah. day in 1934, the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles beat the Cincinnati Reds 64 nothing. That's all it gave me. Don't know if the Cincinnati Reds baseball team or if there's a Cincinnati Reds football team back then. All it says is they beat the Cincinnati Reds 64 nothing. So I have uh, no idea. Trying to think of a joke, but I got nothing. Um, let's see. <laughs> On this day in 1961, the U.S. government issues a stamp honoring the 100th birthday of James Naismith. That's cool. Which is kind of funny because Naismith was actually Canadian. Um, did not know that. I didn't know that either until I read it on On This Day. So thank you, OnThisDay.com. <laughs> um, on this day in 1961, it's kind of a week on this day. Which is probably good because we got a lot of stuff to uh, talk about. 1995, Art Modell officially announces Cleveland Browns are moving to Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, it went well for the Ravens. Hadn't gone well for the new Browns. <laughs> it's not. Um, let's see. Maybe this is the year, though. Maybe this is the year. Maybe. Last one here on the stand, 1996, L.A. Dodgers. Todd Hollinsworth, former Cubs legend, won NL Rookie of the Year. Huh. I could, I would never guess he won any award of that magnitude. No, yeah, but. he uh, 
was not that great, but he no. obviously had a pretty good rookie year or is a pretty uh, weak, weak rookie field. Uh, yeah. class, which uh, could be. But. That is the On This Day, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of Texas with Indiana grass roots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of the recently completed projects by visiting them on Instagram and Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your order. So get those signed orders in. We are in November now. It's going to be Christmas here in about a month and a half. So exactly a month and a half. So get your signed orders in. They make the perfect gift for the sports fan and your family. All right, J-Man. Well, before we get into our Big Ten basketball preview, I got a word association segment, which is Big Ten basketball related. And this is one of the more random ones we've ever done. I literally typed in Big Ten basketball on Google. And the first 12 players to come up is what I went with tonight. So you're going to have a mix of all sorts. Um, Some present, a lot of former. Starting with Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, playing with the Golden State Warriors. Um, one of the best athletes we've ever seen from a big man come through uh, the Big Ten. He was pretty uh, pretty dominant athletically. Never really developed an outside shot, which I think hurts his chance to stick in the NBA for a little while. But uh, he was a really good player, obviously. Glenn, Glenn the big dog, Robinson. Big dog, man. He was uh, – Obviously, I was too young to remember him, but uh, he was probably the most dominant force we've seen uh, come through Big Ten play here within the past 30 or years or so. 1994 National Player of the Year then was taken by the Milwaukee Bucks number one overall, which at the time he had the biggest rookie contract ever in NBA, but that's been passed uh, pretty easily. Uh, another National Player of the Year, the actually reigning National Player of the Year, Zach Eady. Zach Eady, man, the uh, I bumped into him at uh, down at Purdue here about five or six weeks ago, and uh, he's tall. Um, yeah, obviously, when when he got there, we we, all, we always made fun of Matt Painter. Well, he went from Haas, and then he went and got Matt Harms. He likes these tall guys. Um, Eady was not heralded at all, was he? He he. No, oh, he was expected a red shirt when he got on yeah. campus. I I don't know if he's going to play a whole lot, and then he turns into National Player of the Year, pretty incredible. He didn't start playing basketball until sophomore in high school. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, he's still he was learning. That's a scary guy, thing. Baseball and hockey, both. Yeah. So, Chris Murray. Oh, man. He, uh, not as good as his brother, still really good. Um, and he was a first-round pick uh, there by, I think. It's not too shabby. Portland, <laughs> maybe. I don't follow Sounds the NBA, right. but I, I want to say Portland. Um, lefty, I will always remember him missing a three that would have won Iowa the game and it clinched Illinois the Big Ten championship two years ago. So thank another you. Hawkeye, another Hawkeye, Luke Garza. Oh man, if it weren't for him, Iowa would have been National Player of the Year in 2021. But uh, unfortunately, Luke Garza, um, Luca Garza, had to uh, mm. be there. He was. Okay. Uh, thank you. He he was so good, and I think for whatever reason, he's a guy I think we've already kind of forgotten about. Uh, but uh, he he was unbelievable. I well, I think I think the reason why we forget about him is, unfortunately, his teams didn't do a lot in the postseason, yeah. so you kind of just forget about him. But he was he was very very good. Glenn Rice, 
Oh man, uh, he was on the '89 Michigan team. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, El- Illinois swept Michigan during the regular season and lost to him in the uh, Final Four, which is a classic. Element. Hard to beat a team three times. It, it is. He bounced around NBA for a while, but yeah, I long time. as a member of the Heat. Um, Calbert Cheney, there's one well before our lifetime. Um, yeah, I, I obviously know he played for Indiana, and he's one of the most uh, heralded Indiana players ever. Don't remember anything about him. Uh, I but, think he was uh, NBA assistant for a while. Yeah, too. sounds about right. Mateen Cleaves. Oh, man. Um, he was the best point guard in college basketball when Michigan State won that national title, and it seemed like every year after that, a Michigan State point guard was compared to Mateen Cleaves. Um, and they, they've they've had good ones, I think, every single year since we've been watching Big Ten basketball, starting with Mateen well, Cleaves. It's funny you mentioned that because the next guy is a Michigan State point guard of the past, Cassius Winston. He's he's a guy. I, I think he got a cup of coffee or played a little bit in the NBA. But man, that dude was an unbelievable college point guard. Maybe, arguably, Tom Izzo's best point guard he's had too. Which is quite a lengthy yeah. list there. Johnny Davis, uh, the worst Big Ten player of the year. Um, <laughs> I, I was I've been saying that ever since he won it last two years ago. Um, top ten or top. I know he's a lottery pick, and I don't even think he's on an NBA team right now. At least he bounced around the G League. Um, it was pretty predictable to see, though. For some reason, he got these high accolades, even though he was uh, super inefficient. He scored a lot of points. He could rebound a little bit. But I, I just I never understood the Johnny Davis hype. Two more here. Jim Jackson. Jim Jackson, Ohio State. Uh, I, I, I don't mind him as a commentator. Um, he's growing on me. I used yeah. to. I used to. And, We'll be seeing him a lot really now with uh, the Fox stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. he, he had a decently long NBA career as well. He's top 10 pick yeah. um, by the Kings, I believe. Um, and then lastly, Jalen Pickett. Um, if I could not hear that name ever again, that would be great. He was an Illinois killer. Um, he killed everybody. Penn, yeah, couldn't beat Penn State with him. Uh, but uh, he he was surprisingly like an early second round pick this past year. Denver and, Nuggets. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he's he uh, is what Illinois is going to try to do at the point guard spot this year with uh, Ty Rogers is what Underwood calls booty ball. Just just put his butt into him, back back a guy down. He could pass. He could score. Uh, really good. Um, and he is what made Micah Shrewsbury's team go last year. Yes. Yes, and that's going to do it for the Word Association list. Thank you, Google, which is brought to you by, like as every week, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting coming at the end of 2023 or the start of 2024, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years, yes, 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be a one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Big Ten Hoops, hard to believe it's back. Oops. Um, it feels Still like, hasn't hit me. Yeah, it, it it always has a hard time hitting you uh, the first week or two because college football still and the NFL still well underway. Um, this is our last season preview we'll do until Major League Baseball. Yes. We have three of them in about two months. and now That's a good point. But, 
Yeah. How, how do you want to do this? Do you, you want to go from 14 up or you want to go from one down to 14? Let's go 14 up. I think we usually start one down to 14. Yeah. But I, I, I think we did uh, 14 up for football, and I liked it that way. Or yeah, the bottom up in each division. But um, but before we do that, how about player of the year predictions? Zach Eady. I got Zach Eady as well. Yeah, we it, both last year went with Hunter Dickinson. Huh? Last year, both are on. Yeah. Um, it would be a major upset if Eady's not the player of the year, uh, great, crazier things can happen. I, I, I could see a guy like Jameer young winning it, or, uh, I mean, I, I know T- Tyson Walker got that one vote, uh, which was from a Michigan state guy. But I think your boy's going to be pretty good. Um, Terrence Shannon, I think, I we'll think have, he'll be right there in the mix. We'll have a good year. Should be a first teamer. Um, but I don't know if he, he'll put up the numbers. Edie does very dark horse. Um, Cause I don't, I mean, I think his team's going to be all right, but I don't think they're going to be good enough for him to get in the mix would be boo booey. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's another guy I wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, yeah. Northwestern fans are going to hate me where I have them. If I mean fans, I was going to say, um, do we have any that <laughs> listen to this program? Um, yeah, Boo Boo Booey is a guy that will put up numbers. Now, if it, if a college or a Big Ten fantasy team, fantasy league was still happening, which I think there still are, uh, Boo Booey mm-hmm. would be a very popular pick for that. But yeah, uh, yep, I, I I do not have them very good. Well, who do you got fishing dead last? Fourteenth in the Big Ten. The last time we'll see the Big Ten fourteen next yeah. year, there's going to be eighteen teams to um, predict for basketball. Minnesota. Uh, I I know it's only year three, but Ben Johnson's seat's got to be hot. Um, I, I'm not saying they need to make the tournament in order for him to stay, but they have to show something because they have been not even competitive the past two years. Uh, they do have da- Dawson Garcia back, and they got to transfer Elijah Hawkins from Howard, who averaged 13 points a game, six assists. But uh, they've been terrible the past two years. I actually have Penn State last. Um, losing Micah Shrewsbury to Notre Dame, lost a lot of players, some to the NBA, yeah. some to transfer. Uh, got new new head coach Mike Rhodes coming over from VCU. Mm-hmm. Only um, new coach in the bringing, Big Ten. He's bringing, bringing over Ace Baldwin with him, who was mm-hmm. the 18th player of the year and defense player of the year, so that he should help. Um, and they got North Carolina transfer Puff Johnson and, and transfers and DeMarco Dunn. So they're both former top 100 prospects. They'll be coming in, but besides that, couldn't really tell you much about their their roster. Yeah, uh, Ace Baldwin, 12 points a game, near six assists last year for VCU. Puff Johnson is Cam Johnson's bro, who's an NBA guy with the Suns. Um, they also got transfer Leo O'Boyle from Lafayette, 11 points a game last year, and Raekwondis Mitchell from Kansas City, who averaged 17 points a game last year. I have him 13th, so I don't have him too far off. I have Minnesota 13th, so. Oh. Cool. I don't really have much else to add than what you already said about them. Yeah. So. Uh, who you got finishing 12th? I have the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I have the Michigan Wolverines. Okay. Uh, yeah, finishing 12th. I have Nebraska 10th. Um, I got Michigan 10th. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, do, do you want to talk about Michigan or Nebraska? I'll talk about Nebraska. I mean, right. Hoysburg's team, they played better as the year went on last yeah. year. Um, they got one of the uh, – more entertaining players mm-hmm. in the league. In uh, I'm not even trying to pronounce this. Kasai Tomanaga. Tomanaga. He's six two. He averaged twenty point three points while shooting fifty five point seven percent from the floor and forty three point one percent from three point range. Final nine games. Yeah. Say. Yeah, he uh, this will be his final season. He he, he entered the portal but didn't go anywhere. Um, 
they do they do did lose their number two and three scores, uh, but they got a deep transfer class like Hoiberg always does. All oh, Missouri yeah. Valley big, uh, Rink Mast from Bradley and ex Iowa guard Aaron Ulis. Uh, so mm. we'll see what they yeah, can do. They, uh, they they also bring in a transfer from Charlotte Bryce Williams who averaged fourteen points a game. Uh, Jerron Coleman from Ball State, who averaged 14 points a game. And I said Rink Mass, who averaged 13 and 8 at Bradley. But also Josiah Alec from New Mexico, 8 points and 7 rebounds a game. So once again, Nebraska has to reload or retool with uh, these transfer guys. And I think uh, there's maybe two or three Big Ten coaches that are on the hot seat. I started with Ben Johnson, but I think Hoiberg's another one. Um, they, they were better as the year went along, but they need to show progress again, in my opinion. Yeah. Cause uh, I think his contracts decently expensive for Nebraska basketball. Yeah. Uh, and they, they still pack that place out though. So it's not like they're yep. losing money off it, but, uh, they, yep. th- they need to start showing that they're uh, pretty good here soon. Uh, as I said, I have Michigan 12th, uh, they lost jet Howard, uh, to the NBA Hunter Dickinson, uh, to Kansas. They do pick up transfers in Amari Burnett. Um, from Alabama and Olivier uh, Nkamwa from, yeah. from Tennessee, who's a big, who, who's pretty good. Uh, they also lost uh, Kobe Bufkin to uh, the NBA as well. Um, they only got two returning starters, Doug McDaniel yeah. and Terrence Williams. And uh, uh, is it Jace Howard, um, Jawan's other son? Sounds uh, right. He, he's back, but he looks like he's going to be out four to six weeks with an injury. Uh, Jawan also won't coach to start the year because he had surgery. So it'll be Fran, Fran Dunphy, not Fran Dunphy. Um, Phil, 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 Phil um, Martelli. Yeah. Almost said Phil Dunphy. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best oh, TV yeah. sitcom characters of all time. Uh, so uh, I think this will be a rough year for Michigan. Should be a rough year for Michigan anyway. I got Michigan 10th. Mm-hmm. So uh, who do you got at 11th? Northwestern. I, I haven't finished in uh in that bottom four. Uh, Boo Booey's back. They did lose Chase Audige, who arguably is the most important player. Um, they do uh, have Ty Berry and Matthew Nicholson back as well, and they got a transfer from Princeton, Ryan Langborg, uh, 12 points a game. Uh, their stretch in February into March felt fluky to me, and uh, losing Chase Audige does not help, and I just, I just don't think they'll be very good. I actually had the Wildcats eighth, so I have them a little higher you have uh, than you do. Yeah. I got the Iowa Hawkeyes 11th. Okay, I'm ninth. Um, I mean, they were led by, of course, Garza, then Murray, then Murray. The past four seasons, we've mm-hmm. already talked about those guys there in World Association. But now they need to find a new offensive engine. And I don't know who that's going to be. It could yeah. be, you know, Tony Perkins, Peyton Sanford, or Patrick McCaffrey. Who feel like it feels like he's been there a decade. <laughs> um, they are getting a big man from Valparaiso and Ben Crick. Uh, yep. I believe that's how he's pronounced the last name. And then they're going to have, you know, Dezante Bowen will add some depth and Josh Dix. But I don't know. I just they, – they have a four-man four, four man freshman class coming in. Um, I mean, maybe Fran and company can surprise me, but I just I just don't see it. I've, I've always liked Tony Perkins. Um, pretty solid point guard. And I said Peyton Sanford. They, they need both of them to have kind of breakout seasons. Uh, ben Crikey, Cricky, whatever his name is, from Valpo, 19 points a game last year. Uh, their top freshman is Sanford's brother, Price. So they have another set of brothers. Seems like they have brothers every year. Then I have to throw uh, two players out from my dad's alma mater, Moline. Brock Harding, who won um, Illinois Mr. Basketball. He's point guard. And then big man Owen Freeman um, of these, I think they're 7A state champs. In, uh, how did how did uh, Underwood let Illinois Mr. Basketball get out of um, the backyard? Both were non-top 150 guys. 
Um, so tip, typical Iowa McCaffrey type guys who, uh, McCaffrey's um, known to be a proven developer of talent there. I mean, both True. Murray brothers weren't highly thought of. Neither was Luca Garza. So That's a good point. Uh, but I, I have Iowa finishing ninth. Okay. Ninth for me is the, I got to get my graphic up here, Rucker Scarlet Knights. I have a mate. So, um, I mean, you know, Pykele's bunch is going to be tough as nails. Yeah. But they lost a lot of guys. They lost Caleb McConnell, Paul McKay, thank goodness. Um, but they got, they get Cliff Omarari back. Mm-hmm. He's going to be one of the better, uh, guys in big 10, probably when big 10 defense player of the year, he's probably favored to, I would say, or up there, if not, um, Derek Sampson will probably find his way in the rotation after his sophomore year. A lot of people are saying he'll have a breakout year. They're getting UMass transfer, uh, Noah Fernandez. He averaged 14.9 points per game and 5.3 assists. Um, in 2021-2022, and then he got hurt last year for the mm-hmm. Minutemen. Um, then they got Andre Hyatt and Mawet Mag. <laughs> yeah. who, um, who was good last year. And remember, yeah. Rutgers was good, and then Mag got hurt. That's right. They just weren't the same team after that missed the tourney. That's right, but they sure have been a thorn in Purdue's side. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know yeah. you know they're going to be physical. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Pykele's done an unbelievable job there. Uh, that was a program that was one of the worst power five or high majors in college basketball. Uh, and he, he's turned them into a very respectable bunch that now it's um, kind of surprising if they don't make the tournament or at least on the bubble. Uh, one, one guy you did not mention was FIU transfer Austin Williams. He was out last year with an injury, but in 2021, 2022, he averaged 16 points a game at Hartford. Um, they definitely won't score a bunch, but they will grind that game out, slow it down, and uh, hope to win in the 50s, which is what Pykel does best. And if anybody's watching our podcast right now, it's live instead of the Purdue game, but it's interested in score, Purdue's up 22 to 4 so far. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, what what would have been even funnier is if the um, guy just had the five seven guy just shadow Edie the whole game and just guard. Him. <laughs> He's pulling his shorts. Yeah, <laughs> holding on to his leg. Yeah, uh, uh, but so- I I have Rutgers eighth. Where are we at? Are we at eighth? We're no. at seven because I had Northwestern eight. Oh, so. okay, cool. Who do you got at seven? I have Ohio State um, at seven. A uh, big year for Holtman. Last year was very disappointing. Uh, but uh, they, they do get transfer uh, Jameson Battle from Minnesota. He had he kind of a down year, but he was really good the year before. Uh, then they have three top fifty-five freshmen led by Devin Royal. Uh, so they're they're kind of a wild card. Uh, but uh, Chris Chris Altman can coach, and I think last year ticked them off enough that they'll have a decent year. I actually have the Indiana Hoosiers at seven. Um, they're a very tough team to figure out. Yeah, I actually think seven's probably probably like about their basement. Yeah, um, they just lost so much offensive production last year. I got to see who's got to step in first before I can put them too much higher. I mean, they lost uh, Trace Jackson Davis, who was a senior, but to the NBA. Race Thompson, who was a good player for them for four years. And then Jalen Huchafino, yeah. who was a one and done, who so far with his NBA career, maybe he shouldn't have jumped. Um, but they do get Xavier Johnson back for his seventh season. Um, and then they got a five-star freshman forward, McKenzie. Uh, Mbako? Uh, Mbako. I was going to say, I'm not sure how to pronounce yeah, his last name. Either. But then you got Malik Renew coming back for a sophomore year. Oregon transfer center, Kel L. Ware, who's a freak athlete. Just got to see what Woods can get out of him. Then you got Peyton Sparks arriving from Ball State. And uh, Miami, Florida transfer, Anthony 
Walker, who has 125 appearances for reserve program for a reserve guard in a pretty good program. Um, And then you got Trey Galloway as well, who is a returning vet that'll be in the starting lineup. So still some experience there for the Hoosiers, but it's going to be interesting to see how Woodson gets all these guys Mm -hmm. to, to mix. Yeah, I, I have Indiana 6, so I have him right there. Uh, yeah, that Kalel Ware was a top 10 recruit uh, that went to Oregon, and he averaged six points and four rebounds a game last year. Uh, sounds like he has issues with his motor from everything I've kind of read and watched, so maybe Woodson will get it out of him. But, yeah, as you said, Peyton Sparks, 6'9", 240, 13 and 9 last year. Um, they have a ton of talent there, which uh, sure. they should. Uh, and uh, as our good friend Cam said, he thinks they'll struggle early especially with offensive cohesion. Uh, but uh, towards towards the end of the year, they'll be a better team, obviously, which is what you hope. Um, that's what you want. That's what you um, want. So. And it's interesting. We've already listed, out of talking about seven Big Ten teams, two Ball State transfers. Yeah. So it just shows you what the NIL and transfer portals do into a lot of these mid-major programs, just yeah. taking their good players. Yeah. So At number six, I got the Wisconsin Badgers. Number six. Seven fifth. Um, I got Ohio State fifth, for the record. You already – um, talk about them, but uh, Wisconsin made the NIT last year, but they did get three victories in the NIT, so that got them to the 20 win mark for Gray Garden Company. They lost 11 of the final 17 conference games and were one and done in the Big Ten tournament last year after starting 3 0 in the Big Ten. So uh, they were definitely a team that got worse as yeah. the year went on, but they'll be led by Tyler Wall, who feel like he's who been there. Did have an injury last year, and that kind of hurt them down the stretch. Yeah, yep. Yeah. He's a fifth year senior, but it seems like he's been there a decade. Yeah. Um, but that's the only guy I got really mentioned. I don't really uh, know anybody else. Ch- Chucky Hepburn um, sure. is back as well, which there were are, there were so many rumors he was going to transfer, but he is back. Stephen Crowell as well. Uh, they do get transfer AJ Store from St. John's, who as a freshman last year averaged nine points a game and forty percent from three. He was a one-time Illinois commit, and then um, Chin Coleman left to go to Kentucky, and he decommitted. Um, so I wish Illinois had his size and ability to shoot the three ball right now. But um, this Wisconsin team should be a tourney team. If there's not, I think uh, guard will have some heat on him as well. Yeah, which we haven't seen that. And I was constantly coaching a long, long, yeah. long time. Yeah. So so I have Ohio State fifth. You've already covered them. So our top four is the same top four. We just don't know yep. what order. I, I have Maryland finishing fourth. I do as well. Um, Jameer Young, first team preseason, all Big Ten. Fantastic point guard. And as I said, he, he could be a challenger maybe for that Big Ten mm-hmm. player of the year. Uh, Julian Reese, breakout potential, and they get Jordan Geronimo, who transferred from Indiana. Then they have three top 100 freshmen led by Deshaun Harris-Smith, um, their head coach from Seton Hall, who was there last year. What's his name? What's his name? What's Kevin Willard. Willard. Kevin Willard. Um, great recruiter. I think he's a very good uh, basketball coach and a really good fit there in Maryland, too. Yeah, this team was the eight seed in the NCAA tournament last year. Another player you've got to mention, Dante Scott. Is a oh, good yeah, veteran, he's back. Help. Good he's veteran for them, player. too. So, uh, I th- yeah, I like where we have him at four, but if I had to name somebody who I think could be the most overrated program by the end of the year, Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. So, That's fair. Yeah. Fair. yeah. Um, I have Illinois in third. I do as well. Um, I'll, I'll cover them a little more than you will, so you don't really yes, have to. Yes, please, run, <laughs> run with it. Terrence Shannon's back. Coleman Hawkins back. Probably the two biggest – the, the biggest duo to announce they're coming back maybe in the league. Uh, then they had transferred Marcus Domas from Southern Illinois, 16 points a game last year. Great shooter, great passer, really good fit. 
Uh, Justin Harmon transferred from Utah Valley State. He was on the Utah Valley State team that I believe I believe they beat Wisconsin in the NIT in Madison Square Garden. Um, and then they get Quincy Guerre from Oregon transfer. Very old team. So they played an exhibition game against Kansas. Take exhibition games with a grain of salt. Uh, first half, they were kind of both teams were mixing and matching with different lineups and rotations and all of that. Second half, it, it was pretty much both teams' rotation. They were trying to win the game. And uh, the final four minutes, Illinois went fifth year, fifth year, fifth year, fifth year, and fourth year. <laughs> so, a uh, ton of experience, which is something they didn't have last year. Uh, they had the two freshman point guards, then Matthew Meyer, who didn't fit at all. Uh, so, this team seems to have much better cohesion on offense, pass the ball better, should be able to shoot the ball better. Um, again, last year left such a bad taste in my mouth that I'm kind of wait and see mode. Uh, they're already tested next week against top 10 team Marquette. It is at home. Uh, but uh, they also get two top 100 freshmen in, Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn, former Purdue commit, and then uh, Amani Hansberry as well. But uh, And then you have a full – season of a healthy Luke Goody, which will help as well. So I, I feel I feel good about this team. It's more cautious optimism than anything. I, I do think the league is down, though, outside of the top one, really, and that's Purdue, uh, in my opinion. But uh, uh, should should be a fairly fun season uh, for Illinois. Yeah, I have nothing else to add about Illinois. I think they're going to be pretty good. That's why I got them third. Number two, I'm guessing we both have Michigan State. Yep. Uh, they returned four or five starters. Yeah. Uh, Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogard two studs. Izzo's got great recruiting class that came in. Big Ten's top uh, features three top 50 players headlined by five-star uh, Indiana product Xavier Booker, but I don't know how much the 6'11 centers get to play. It seems kind of raw mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, Very much kind, so. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Jaron Jackson, who uh, he he played, but his numbers weren't that great, but he went in the top you know five, top ten right. draft. Now he's a really good NBA guy. It's kind of who he reminds me of. Uh, they also get freshman point guard Jeremy Fears, who goes to high school or went to high school about seven minutes from where I live in Joliet. Uh, he's supposedly a really good point guard, but I, again, don't know how much he'll play because you have Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard, and uh, I, I believe they get Aikens back as well. Um, yeah, they got four of the five. I can't and, think of the guy who's yeah, started and not uh, there. So. Jordan, yeah, so uh, should be good. Um, they were kind of mediocre last year, so maybe uh, – Getting everyone back, uh, mediocre. Yet they were close to making the lead eight. Yeah, it's 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 very annoying and frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of us have Purdue repeating yep. as Big Ten champions. Uh, I did not write down a single note on Purdue. So I'm <laughs> well, well, I mean, it starts with Zach Eady, national player of the year last year. I I think he could be a better player this year. While seeing his stats take a decline, and that's just because I think Purdue's got better players this year and, and really they didn't lose much from last year but they just added more experience got everybody's older added um transfer from southern illinois lance jones who's in their starting lineup tonight who's a kind of built like a brick house they haven't had a guard built like a brick house in a long time actually he's playing the three tonight but whatever and then um they had some athleticism with cameron hyde who was a redshirt freshman. He's a redshirt freshman, redshirt last year. And then true freshman, Miles Colvin, who was not going to redshirt. Don't know how much run those guys will get, but I think Painter starts the year with a 10-man rotation. But then we'll probably end it with a nine-man. Yeah. Um, um, that's I'm, usually what he does. I'm looking at the box score right now. They're up 27-6. to six, And Zach Eady does not have a shot attempt. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> he has one point. Looks like Colvin just checked into the game. So he's going, he's going 10 deep to start, as he said. So, of course... 
bad taste in everybody around Purdue's program, sure. fans, managers, coaches, players, everybody with the Fairleigh Dickinson loss, probably the probably the biggest upset in NCAA history. If not, it's just right there with the Virginia and the the uh, um, Baltimore Maryland BMCU or whatever the heck they're called. UMBC. UMBC, thank you, uh, loss. But I think it comes down to Purdue this year. Well, of course, making wide open three pointers if, if you're going to get them, but not turning the ball over. The, the last few years in the NCAA tournament, the early exits, the double D, double digit upsets. It's not just the, how bad they shot; it's turning the ball over. If they cut their turnovers by a couple, they still eke out those wins. Um, so just got to take care of the basketball. Um, I'm going to try to enjoy this season. I'm sure it's going to have its ups and downs and full of anxiety. But like uh, good buddy of the show, Evan Webb said, you only get this team once. Yeah. This exact team one time. So enjoy the ride. Whatever happens, happens. It's kind of out of our control. So it 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 is. Yeah. But still still still, still doesn't make it hurt less. Still, no, uh, no. No. I, I don't know if I can be any hurt worse than I was last year. Yeah. So that, got that that's fair. For me. That's yeah. fair. But um what big ten teams do you think make the tournament? Looks like I have seven making the tourney. I'll go I'll go seven as well with Northwestern just on the outside looking at them. Yeah, I have. Ohio, yeah, the top top seven: Ohio State, yep. Indiana, Wisconsin, Maryland, Illinois, Michigan State, Purdue. So I got uh, Purdue, Michigan State, Illinois, Maryland, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Indiana. We have the same. Yeah, but uh, final four. I do have Purdue in my final four. Um, I really didn't want to do it, but whatever. I'm putting them in there. Um, I think Duke makes the final four. Yeah. I just think I think they are the nation's best team. Um, top to bottom. Um, then I wanted to reach for a few others. I didn't want to go, you know, chalk with Kansas and uh, and some others. I'm going to go with Texas A&M. Hmm. I don't know why. I just kind of <laughs> like them, and I wanted to go with SEC school. Yeah. And That's the other not one, no, not Kentucky or you know Arkansas, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Those are some sexy picks right now. I'm just doing these off the cuff. I don't have anything written down, so. Uh, fourth, you know, I'll take Gonzaga. I think they have a bounce back here. Yeah, they're, I think they're outside the top 10 for like the first time yeah, in a long which time. Which might start. be perfect for Might them. be good for them, yeah. Yep. Uh, I have Kansas, Duke, Marquette, and UConn. No rhyme or Pretty reason. Pretty chalk. Yeah, no yeah. rhyme or reason whatsoever. I think those yeah. are four of the top eight teams, so uh, yeah. it wasn't very, uh, wasn't very creative, but uh, yeah. Should be fun. Big 10 hoops, hard to believe. Now we're mm-hmm. here already. Um, you want to just stick with the Big Ten and talk some college football real quick? Let's, before let's we do it. NFL. Uh, I did beat you in uh, college football pick them. Uh, do you just want to go through and pick games real quick, or you want to talk about the? Yeah, uh, the only, the only, the only, uh, the only notes I had were uh, unfortunately Purdue became the only team in the Big Ten out of bowl consideration already. That's pretty crazy. We're in Week Eleven. There's still 13 teams. The funny um, thing is, um, Jerry Palm has them projected to go to the whatever the Quicken Loans Bowl. In Does he really? Yeah, he, I mean there have been five and seven teams yeah. picked for bowls before, but I don't see it. He uh, he he still had them. In, I don't he, know. He's, if that's a, just he's a Purdue grad, guy. So I don't know. He's a I don't know. But, uh, but besides that, press uh, win for Indiana. I don't care if, if Wisconsin's hurt or not. Yeah. Still a good win for them. Their first Big Ten win of the year. They did something Purdue hadn't done since 2003, so I got to give kudos there. Good win for Illinois on the road to Minnesota. Like you said, Brett Bielema doesn't lose to the, doesn't lose to the Gophers. how it happened? No, I did not. So 
Um, Illinois fumbles. Minnesota takes a 26-21 lead. Uh, Luke Altmeyer gets hurt. So John Paddock, their backup, who transferred from Ball, another Ball State transfer, transferred from Ball State. His great-grandfather played at Illinois in the 30s. His grandpa played for Illinois in the 60s. His uncle played for Illinois in the 90s. And he left a starting position at Ball State to walk on at Illinois for his last year because he wanted So that's kind of cool. Uh, Luke Altmeyer gets hurt on third down. So it's fourth and 11, no timeouts left, a minute 20 left, throws a 25-yard pass to Isaiah Williams, 20-yard pass to Pat Bryant, 47-yard pass touchdown to uh, Isaiah Williams, and they win the Can't game. Can't script it any better. No. no. And their bowl odds went from 34% to 61%. Sure. Uh, so big, big win for them. It was, it was pretty crazy how it happened. But, uh, and they face Indiana this week. So yeah, And then we saw Michigan State. We we wrote, we wrote them off, and then they yeah. beat Nebraska home because Nebraska can't take care of the football. They just that's a, can't. That's a real bad loss for Nebraska. They don't know how to take care of the football. They're a turnover machine. Yeah. So. But other than that, I mean, Clemson blew out Notre Dame. Not blew them out, but beat them. Touchdown, but Notre Dame's offense did not look good. Um, Which there's fans have given up. That's all I saw social media. Done. Done. I saw one person say, send Hartman back to Wake Forest. Well, it's it's a good thing Indiana basketball starting this week so they can give their soul. It just cracks me up every year. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Week 11, IU at Illinois. I got the Illini for four. I have Illinois for four as well. If this is a game they can't lose if they want to make a bowl, that's for sure. Uh, Rutgers at Iowa. I got the Hawkeyes for five. I have Iowa for three. That offense is miserable. Just a miserable watch. Uh, Minnesota at Purdue. I got Minnesota for two. Minnesota's a one-point favorite at Purdue. Purdue, it's going to be hard. Who knows where the team's head's at? They got nothing to play for really now. I have Minnesota for two as well. Um, Purdue just struggles to score the ball. Oh, so it's horrendous. Um, Their defense fights. Their defense is getting better. Is the but... exact opposite of the Brom days. So oh the, my god! The offense could put up points, but yeah, yeah they got to figure some stuff out in the offseason. Uh, Northwestern at Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin bouncing back for six. I have Wisconsin for six as well. Man, this is going to be real close this week. Uh, Michigan at Penn State. James Franklin, you better <laughs> not do it to me again. Penn State for one. I have Penn State for one as well. Ah, I thought you think of Michigan. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it feels like the distraction is going to catch up with Michigan eventually, but it, it hasn't. And it's weird. In a 41-13 to 13 win, I think that was the final score against Purdue, Michigan didn't overly impress me. No, it didn't I, look that I, just, No. Uh, Maryland at Nebraska. Maryland is fighting for their life. Oh, they got shellacked against Penn State. And I, I think Nebraska gets them at home, Nebraska for three. I have Nebraska for five. Maryland had minus 49 yards rushing. Um and a, a lot of that was Tua's brother getting sacked, but you you take out the sack yards, they still had negative nine mm-hmm. yards rushing, so it was pretty bad. Michigan State at Ohio State, I assume we both have them for seven. Buckeyes for seven, yep. So, uh, top 25 games here real quick. We have, come on, uh, number 18, Utah at number five, Washington. Give me the Huskies. Huskies as well. 17, Tennessee at number 12, Missouri. Missouri? Put up quite a fight there against Georgia. Yeah, give me Missouri. Uh, Barry Hor- Horowitz done a really good job yeah. there this year. Uh, Tennessee is favored in this game on the road. Give me give me Missouri as well. Uh, number 10, Ole Miss at number two, Georgia. Oh, good game, but give me the Bulldogs. Georgia's 10.5-point favorites. Give me Georgia at home. Um, let's see. Number 20, USC, somehow still ranked. How? Uh, traveling to number six, Oregon. They did fire their defensive coordinator, and that's the worst defense I think I've ever seen. Uh, I saw yeah. a lot of who, who are they playing? I'm sorry. 
at Oregon. <laughs> oh, give me Bo Dix and the Ducks. Bo Dix yeah. right now is Vegas' favorite to win the Heisman. Him or J.J. McCarthy probably right now, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, give, give me Oregon and a whooping. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for college football. Um, heading on to the NFL, three winners, three losers. I think you start with the winners this week. I do. Uh, one of my winners, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings. Heck yeah. Yes, they, they beat the Atlanta Falcons, but their rookie quarterback gets hurt. So Josh Dobbs, who was just acquired by the Vikings on Tuesday, has to come in. He made some great plays towards the end of that oh, game, and man. they pulled it off. And Vikings are five and four, so yeah. all you can do is ask them to fight, and they're doing that. So yeah, that's an awesome story. I mean, the Cardinals literally gave up on him, traded him for nothing, and I then don't understand. He had, he's good enough to be a backup. I don't yeah. understand why everybody quits on the guy. And then the Arizona Cardinals this past week had fifty-two total yards. Yeah, they're um, dumb. And Kyler Murray starting this week. Yeah, they're joking. But, uh, Dobbs had not taken a single snap from that center, so he had to do that on the sideline. And on that final drive, uh, Minnesota's head coach, o- what's his name? O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell um, was was literally interpreting plays to him, like the play caucus. So, so this person's going here, this person's going here, and he uh, incredible. And uh, yeah. the Falcons should be ashamed of themselves. And I think Arthur Smith's about Arthur Smith gone. This his face in the game just looks. He just looks yeah. like he just doesn't even know what's going on. His his dad's the founder of FedEx, so he can go uh, drive a truck for all I care. <laughs> um, <laughs> my first winner, the AFC North. All four teams, if the season ended today, would be in the playoffs. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Um, the Browns defense, obviously, against a real bad opponent yesterday was great. Um, Baltimore Ravens look like maybe the best team in football right now. Oh, you just did it. You did it. Strategic. Well, they uh, play the Dolphins next week? No, nah, it's in a few oh. weeks. But okay. uh, the Bengals might be the scariest team in the AFC they're right clicking. now. They're, they're back. Uh, Joe Burrow looked awesome last night. Uh, and then somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have been outgained in every – Single game, yet they keep winning. It's going to catch up with them eventually, but because oh. uh, Kenny Pickett's terrible, but they're finding ways to win, so you got to kind of have to throw them in there. I absolutely hate this organization, but hey, I, I got to be fair sometimes. This podcast, the Las Vegas Raiders, yeah, not only did they get rid of just a colossal mess of a head coach and Josh McDaniels, it looks like the players already like Antonio Pierce better. The players better. are playing better yesterday, <laughs> looked like they're having fun. Yeah, funny what happens sometimes when you get the bad, uh. Yeah. Bad habit out. Play, players were talking about no more walking on eggshells. Yeah, he doesn't know how to handle people. He Mc, doesn't. Yeah, McDaniel's time as a head coach is over. Um he's gotta he, be he right. Needs to go back to Billy Boy so they can uh it's the only place he fits in. Yeah, and I don't think Billy's gonna be there much longer either. Mm-hmm. Um my second winner, Houston Texans, man. They're fun, man. CJ Stroud was the pick. We tried uh, to tell him, Jay man. We tried to tell yeah, him. I know. Uh, the Panthers screwed up. It's pretty evident. Uh, of oh. course, there's there's a long time to go in both those guys' career. But C.J. Stroud set, set a rookie record uh, with passing yards through f- four, five touchdowns? Was it five touchdowns or four? I think it was four. Anyway, uh, that's one of the best games, that, like best oh, quarterback games we've seen this year. And it came from a rookie. Um, they're good. And they could they could win that division. Who did he pass for most passing yards by a rookie in a game? Andrew Luck. Mark Bolger. No. Man. no. Why, why was I thinking it was Andrew Luck? No. Mark Bolger. Oh, anyway. So, at least unless the TV lied to me. Which um, yes. Uh, my next winner, or my last winner, I mean, is 
I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm really hating myself talking about the Raiders and the Chiefs. But uh, they got off the 21-0 start, hunt on over in Germany. And uh, Rock is pretty much home game, really. For them. Yeah, it was home game. Um, but uh, their defense is good, man. I, I'm not it is. offense so-so for them, but their defense is really good. Yeah, the it's it's weird because it's been the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. But no, um, the Chiefs are one of five teams that have like advertisement rights or something in Germany. So there's a lot of Chiefs stuff. Oh, that makes sense. I wasn't um, sure why they had. My last one, man, I took four teams and one with the AFC North. <laughs> so that kind of <laughs> limits me. Um, the let's go Philadelphia Eagles. Eight and one, one at home. Got pr- pretty fortunate. They're eight and one. Yes, they uh, did. But, uh, but uh, did not break my heart to see the Cowboys lose. No, but, never. Um, I start the losers, uh, the AFC East. Um, Patriots are one of the have, are the worst team in the AFC for sure. Um, Dolphins can't beat a good team. You you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. It's cliche, but that's true. And uh, the Bills already have more losses this year than they did last They're year. Falling they, apart. They they have some issues there. So. Um, hopefully I'm throwing the jets in there cause I'm hoping they lose tonight and they could be having Owen for a week, but, uh, bad week for the AFC East so far. My first loser is the New York giants. They stink. They're, they're not winning our game. This they year. stink. Especially with Danny DeVito at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I realized I screwed up and I was like, I'm not, I thought you just did it as a joke, honestly. But, no, uh, I screwed up. <laughs> like, I'm just going to let everybody think that I, no, Tommy DeVito's not the guy. Daniel Jones not oh, the guy. Yeah. That offense is just putrid. It's awful. Uh, they I've never seen a team make the playoffs one year and take this far step backwards before. They were pretty fortunate to make the playoffs last they year. They were, but that Daniel Jones contract, we talked about it when he signed it. That was a terrible deal for the Giants. Yeah. I, I never thought he was very good. Now it looks even worse. But uh, yeah. I'm surprised Tommy DeVito ever took a snap in the preseason, let alone <laughs> now he's going to probably be the guy the rest of the year, according to the New York Post. But Illinois uh, football fans have a new team to cheer for. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seattle Seahawks got destroyed yeah. uh, by my self-proclaimed best team in the NFL, Baltimore Ravens. But uh, terrible effort. Geno looked horrendous yesterday. They gave up 37 points. Just an absolute bludgeoning. I'm going to throw two teams into my next one so we get this going since we got to do picks still. Panthers, Cardinals, I think the two worst teams in the league. They just stink, yeah. and they're not getting any better. Yeah. Yep. My my last one, the Falcons. I think Arthur Smith's days are numbered. He's not using B. John Robinson at all. So, And he's he's running jet sweeps with John U. Smith. So. <laughs> uh, you beat me um, in Pick'em this week, unfortunately. Um, I had that commander's week, pick but, probably uh, did it Thursday. Night, the um, the Texans hurt me and the commanders hurt me because mm. you took both of them and I did not. So, mm. uh, but uh, yeah, uh, week 10, maybe the worst Thursday oh, night. Awful. We've had a lot of bad Thursday night matches, but this is legitimately one that I might not watch, which is <laughs> rare for me. And that's the Carolina Panthers at the Chicago Bears. I'm thinking the Bears for 13. That's how bad I think the Panthers are. I'm taking the Bears for three. Um, I don't know if Justin Fields is playing. Supposedly he's going to, but uh, who knows? Uh, Indianapolis Colts against the New England Patriots in Germany. Again. In Germany, uh, Colts for eleven. Man, I have the Colts for two, so I'm rooting for the <laughs> I'm rooting for the Panthers and Patriots this week. 
Uh, Houston Texans at the Cincinnati Bengals. I like the Cincinnati Bengals for nine. I have the Bengals for 12. Uh, New Orleans Saints at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, like I said, I like what the Vikings did, but I think the Saints get them in a week prep. Uh, Saints for eight. I think the Saints are terrible. Not terrible, but mediocre. Derek Carr, never been a believer. Uh, give me the Vikings for one. Uh, Green Bay Packers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I got the Steelers for seven. I have the Steelers for 11. Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Both teams are terrible. I got the Titans for five on the road. I like Will Levis so far, and the Buccaneers burn me every time I pick them. So. And I'm they do me as well, and I am continue to pick them. Bucks for seven for some reason. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Jacksonville Jags. Both teams coming off a bye. This should be a good one. Give me the Jags for six. I have the Niners for six. Uh, Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. I got the Ravens for 10. I have the Ravens for 10 as well. Atlanta Falcons at the Arizona Cardinals. Got the Falcons for 12 because that's how bad I think the Cardinals are, even yeah. with Kyler Murray. I, I have the Falcons for five. So I somehow, I, I still, I they burn me too because I pick them quite a bit. Um, Detroit Lions at the LA Chargers. I almost said LA Clippers. Man, I need to take a nap. LA I Chargers. The, I took the Lions for two, but this game scares me for them. Yeah, uh, I have the Chargers for four. I think it's pretty much a coin flip. New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys 14. Yep, me too. That's going to be a killing. Uh, Washington Commanders at the Seattle Seahawks. Got the Seahawks for four. I have the Seahawks for nine. New York Jets at the Vegas Raiders. Got the Jets for three, and I don't know why. I have the Raiders for eight. I'm just the Jets have been awfully fortunate, and they have their defense is great. I'll give them that. Yeah. But Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills next Monday. Broncos for one. I'm I'm fully <laughs> ready. I'm ready to get hurt again, Josh. I have the Bills for thirteen. Oh, so. oh I really need the Broncos to win that one. <laughs> this is gonna be lopsided one way or the other. Yeah. We vary a lot. This yeah, week. which which is rare for us to yes. uh, vary that much. Yes. Um. That was a good show. I'll hit you with the birdie bogey real yeah. quick. Yeah, I should have uh, thought about this more. Let's see. Crap. Kyle Whittingham of Utah is mm-hmm. one of five active FBS head coaches with multiple Rose Bowl appearances. Can you name the other four? James Franklin? Yep. Jim Harbaugh? Nope. Really? Yeah. Gosh. I was so confident. Franklin. Um, got a, got a chance for a par. Yeah, I got to think about this now. <clears throat> oh, crud. Who in the heck is in the Pac-12? Active coaches. Okay, okay, okay. I'm still thinking. I got a little time. I'm still thinking. Uh, everybody I think of is not active anymore. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Ferentz? Nope. No, just give me a bogey. I, I, I know he's been a one because McCaffrey ran all over his butt. Chip Kelly? I thought about him, but I didn't know Oregon made it twice. Mac Brown? I would never guess him. And Brett Bielema. Wisconsin. You should, you, you should have known that one. I should have got that one. Mac Brown, I would never guess because I was trying yeah. to think Big, tw- Big Ten, Pac-12. Wow, that's embarrassing. That 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 I deserve triple bogey. That's that was one of my worst ones. I'm very embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for you, Tito. Gosh, I thought I could, I could get within two strokes, and I am. I don't know if down. I would have gotten one of those correct. I would have to think.
about it. Thanks for watching the Tan and Jam Man Show. We'll be back at it next month with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.